Hello, this is Joseph and Train, and welcome to a new episode of Home of Sound. Home of Sound is the virtual and global home for any music lover to connect, learn, and engage with the electronic music community. We started the platform with this very podcast series to discover and share insights into the life, work, and tools of producers, DJs, VJs, promoters, label owners, playlist curators, and other creators. Since the global pandemic hit, we launched a series of online masterclasses with creators such as Ansom, Scaramaria, Francois X, Swarm Intelligence, Freddy K, Face Fatal, VJ Martinovna, Malika Maria, Lag, BSK, Romek, Manny D, Arjun Bagale, and many, many more. If you're interested in the masterclasses, you can access any of them, also in bundles, on demand at www.homeofsound.co.uk. To say hi, connect with us, suggest new guests, leave feedback, and see what else we're up to, you can find us on Instagram at home underscore of underscore sound. And for all the other links, visit linktr.ee slash home underscore of underscore sound. And now, let's start with today's guest. Enjoy. We welcome DJ Tool, Hyperactivist, and Naim, who together form the Berlin-based collective Malahunta. Offering an escape and a safe bonding place for the German capital square scene, the group highlights the values of inclusivity, support, friendship, and community, and feature a diverse music mix of the faster, funkier, grooving, old-school techno, effortlessly blended with psychedelic trends and breaks. Their ideals for family and community are further instilled by the strictly limited capacity events, making Malahunta one of the Berlin's best-kept rave secrets. In this chat with Naim, Anna Laura, in art hyperactivist, and Yo-Yo, in art DJ tool, we find out how the three bonded together and became friends well beyond the dance floor and the events they have been organizing together. We explore what it takes to embody and support diversity and inclusion, and how dealing with challenging situations is an opportunity to lead by example. We address why we should all be talking openly about hard problems, and between a few wine glasses and a laugh, we remind ourselves that there is something we all need now more than ever. Humanity, music, and connections with each other. Without further ado, enjoy this chat with Malahunta. Guys, thank you for being with us. It's a pleasure to meet you and have you on the show. Thank you for having us. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> Very excited for this. Let me start with an um, intro question, which is, uh, if someone meets you three together at a cocktail party or a house party in Berlin or anywhere in the world, for that sake, and they ask you, oh, I heard about Malahunta. Uh, what are you guys doing? What, what is it that you do? How would you answer? Okay, I think that the first thing I would say is you have to go to a party to see for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, on the outside, uh, it's an underground techno party, like underground queer techno party in Berlin. Then, yeah, I think underground queer techno party that has a special vibe that you definitely can only feel it if you're there with also a unique sound. So that's like funky, it's groovy. It's sexy and it's fast. So also, <laughs> and it's smaller and more intimate. And I mean, then then just clockwise, we use quite smaller spaces, which often give a more intimate, like atmosphere. The body comes by itself. Mm-hmm. Instead, having, Berlin has a lot of stuff to offer. You know, like that is amazing in itself. Uh, 
So there's no need to compete with the huge clubs here. I think that it made a lot of sense to have like a smaller, more intimate thing. So yeah, maybe maybe an intimate, smaller, like hopefully tasty. Yeah. <laughs> and fast. Okay. And, and I think I will... something that is important about Malamut is that when we thought about starting the party, we never really thought that the party was going to grow into something big or mm -hmm. that, that, that it was never the plan for real. What we wanted to do was a party for friends and friends of friends, basically. That's also yeah. why we started doing it in Malancolin because Malancolin really had that cozy, uh, perfect quantity, amount of people possible that give this like possibility of having this like friends and friends of friends party. Also, yeah. I, already, I was already in the mess and um, uh, me and Joachim were becoming closer and closer friends and uh, we were discussing about the possibility of doing a second party and uh, at the beginning I was thinking like, well, I'm not sure if I can handle having two parties at the same time, especially because each party is every two months. Yeah. So that means that when I was finishing one party, the next one was already coming. Uh, but at the end, we said, no, it's like, this is going to be a small party. We want, uh, there was a lot of friends that we wanted to invite to, to Berlin to play because yeah. we consider they were doing new, fresh, exciting stuff. And we wanted to give, we wanted to give them the, the chance to bring some new friends, underground names, not, not, not the usual names that you were like more or less and more also, used to see around the city. Yeah. Yes, and also was very different from this beginning. stuff and other, other types of music as well but at least like the old school fast roar techno was not like a super big thing in the middle of the time you know like not that it was not present anywhere but it was just not like a not so definitely many not the main thing and not so many parties but that was the main yeah. thing, you know? so in that way I think if someone asked me what is Malahunta then sure that musical identity is important as a faster roar old school techno band that way you know yeah. politically and how the party is looking is of course something for itself but that you will have to see when you go there mm -hmm. but yeah. musically we can of course identify to say that the main focus is the older more raw faster techno you know and yeah. definitely the, the, the like idea of community friendship of and Same doing a party exactly doing a party for for friends where everybody's welcome and um, uh, Introducing some sounds that were maybe not so present uh, at the time, and uh, uh, mixing them together because obviously Joachim has its like own uh, inspirations, and I have mine, and Ted has his, and mm -hmm. we also like met at some point in the middle, and uh, that's when we started to like inspire each other, and then somehow we found this way to like make, make all of my influences, Joachim's influences, Ted's influences, Daim's influences, and not not only by Bolivia, playing about we were showing to each other uh, but also by the people we were like the other DJs and the other musicians that we were showing to each other I was like guys we should really bring this person we should really bring this friend we should really bring this other person so yeah. I think like a, 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 like it's, it's, it's not one thing that can be defined as one thing it's just like a lot of little things that came together to make Malone and of course if it's like 
I mean, of course, when we say that it's a party that is for friends and friends of friends, it doesn't mean that you cannot go go there if you've never been or if you're not living in Berlin or if you're not a friend of ours. It doesn't mean like that. It just mirrors that this was maybe the beginning of how it started and still mirrors in the party somehow, still shows a presence of that a lot of people will have a friend in common, you know, like not that the other yeah. ones not that, but since they just the, the limit limited capacity makes that it makes it easy to see a friend on the other end of the dance floor, which is an important part of the yeah. Maybe the last thing I would like to add on that um, question is also the fact that uh, we want to kind of like bring back a little bit of the type of in which rave culture actually the fundamental in which rave culture was initiated that was supposed to be a time and a place for minorities to meet and celebrate together. Uh, so that was also the spirit that we wanted to put from the beginning. You know, uh, we wanted to like uh, to to have kind of like have those values at the forefront and to keep them. And to remind people that it was not all about these massive parties, these massive festivals, these massive things, but also the core of it, that it was like a time and a place for minorities to meet and celebrate. Yeah, it's almost like a, creating a space which is outside of uh, society or outside of the box, exactly. where people want to express themselves, uh, get, escape sometimes, also get together, like they have a safe space where they can do that. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And we, and you know, with the boom, the electronic music was uh, facing that it was becoming more and more massive and more massive and more big festivals and bigger clubs and everything was like like becoming really big. Uh, we we wanted to also have that like more intimate feeling of you can mm. still actually go to a party where there's like a smaller group of people where you have this feeling that you kind of like almost know everybody because even if you don't know them personally, you have seen them there before. You will see them there again. Or well, even yeah. just the idea of like the connection that you might have when you're putting the music is that it makes people feel this connection. It's like organic. And I think Marabuza has this ability, the sound that is much more just like proper, it's faster, it's sexy, it's good, blah, blah. So it creates this thing in the smaller space of like feeling together, getting together, and like. You may not necessarily know everyone, but there's this feeling of like we're all in this together. Of course, also booking wise, we also yeah. did an active choice from the beginning to try to we book a lot of friends and personal connections that we have. Mm -hmm. So we try to not book a lot of headliners and the party again, again in the way that it's not something that Berlin needs. We have a lot of parties in Berlin with amazing huge Headliner DJs and big, uh, yeah, like, um, yeah, big names and like artists with a bigger range. And we personally know a lot of amazing DJs from around the, around the world. We brought a lot from Copenhagen as well, where I'm from. And we heard music out there that were maybe not being like booked to fly to Berlin to play a, like a techno party like that so much. And I think that also was interesting for a lot of people that went to Malagunta to come and see some music that they maybe didn't even know the name, you know? Yes, yeah, of course. And in one way, it's also an amazing privilege for us to get that. The party is hopefully for everyone good enough for people to sometimes trust us in. Maybe they don't go there because they know the whole lineup. They go there because they think, okay, we hope that these, or we think that these people has a nice music taste and it books some good stuff, even though they don't know the name. So yeah. Oh yeah. It's an important like factor in what what we would 
say that if you ask what is the user profile of Malunta, it's also definitely not one of the head of the show. It's the vibe. It's the vibe. It's the vibe, yeah, yeah. I think that's a very simple answer. Yeah. And it, it's, it's super interesting because I think that it, it oh, that, yeah, I, I never been to Malahunta yet, so I'm looking forward to my first uh, initiation when. <laughs> when initiation is a good word. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's something that like I've uh, I know a couple of parties in London, uh, Hotbox, uh, Judgment Hall, uh, that were exactly the same. Very very group, group, tiny group of people, uh, friends of friends. Usually, you go there. It's just about enough to meet someone new that you work out with more friends than you had before. Yeah. It's quite small, and that. Um, the implication is that the vibe is quite intense or it's quite unique because uh, it's almost like I I used to compare it to going to a house party, but like yeah. in an extended way. Totally. I, mean, like, I mean, it was almost like that in the beginning. It was literally 150 people, you know? Yeah. So uh, that is like uh, somehow on the map almost closer to a house party than a big house party. Yeah, a big house party, exactly. Like a mix between house party and Berkheim. Like when you have uh, freedom of like the, the club, but also it's a house party, meaning that you have friends. That's something really amazing. The huge range of thousands of people are amazing, you know? Mm. Just Different proposals. Yeah, and important to have both, you know, important to have exactly. both options. Especially in cities like Berlin, where the, like, the dream scene, the industry was like developing so much and like having so many big spaces and big established parties. It's amazing mm-hmm. that there also the local scene, the local DJs, and like also the local DJs from around that this this space like was a common show. You yes. Know, like what we're doing, and yeah. especially because we we just like had the chance and the opportunity to playing around and going to different cities and yeah. getting to know different scenes, which is one of the things that I appreciate and I'm more grateful about being a DJ. That when you get invited to play somewhere, you have the chance to to get in touch with this scene, and so it can be so beautiful, you know. And, yes. uh, and then we, we did like discover so many good musicians and so many good DJs and we're like, these guys, it's like the fresh blood, the fresh yeah, energy. They used to be huge for them. Everybody used to see it. So everybody used to hear it. And it feels great that you're able to do that when you have a community that is open to listening to your choice, your selection. It's definitely a privilege, I feel that uh, we're very grateful about you know, being in Berlin and having the chance to start the party in Berlin and to be welcomed the way that we have been. Mm-hmm. And even you know, mm-hmm. time to travel to the party uh, elsewhere, where then you can feel that the people are also so welcoming of you know, the vibe that is not and the sound that is not And yes. I said, I think it's so beautiful to be able to do this exchange of you know, flying in new talents, so to be able to discover new things. And I think it's really important that the idea of techno, the idea of like you know, rave as a community, that there's an exchange, like bridges being made yeah. between the big places. And Berlin is the big center. Of things because of its history so it's so good to be able to do something here because we know that there's a public let's say that is going to be there to support it and to elevate it i'm grateful of the privilege of being able to yeah book stuff that not everyone knows without a certain trust in the community to yeah. yes. trust that it's got to be good even though you don't know it so and i think that's also a big privilege. we had mm-hmm. a chance with Malaguta by like to also like have a conversation with a lot of the people that was coming to the party and you know listen to what they had to say about the party and, and just talk about you know, what's gonna happen in the next one or or also always offer to be like hey guys this that you know so I think that that way it was always like kind of like like a, a mutual like a general decision that everybody in a way had like also influenced the decision you know? and participates in the actively 
Sorry guys, one second. Can you try to put down the volume on, on Instagram? I think someone is messaging us that uh, they hear my voice, they hear feedback on my voice. Huh? Okay, now it's all down. All down? Okay. Yeah. Guys, if, if you still hear the problem, let us know. Otherwise, I think it's fine. Okay, now it's all down. Okay. Yeah. But that's not the microphone problem. Not just the... Is that the microphone or is it good? Can you guys hear us okay? Okay. Seems. Uh, as to okay. I don't know. It seems okay. I'm gonna ask. Put on the ball. Still no. It's still a problem. Still a feedback. Okay. Let me try another thing. I'm gonna switch. Put my headphones. And if it doesn't work, at worst case, we, we move people to Facebook. Eh? We send them a link. Is it better? A bit. Okay. Saying, now, oh, shadow of school shape. <laughs> let, me, let me try. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
Is this better, guys? A bit better? Is okay? Better? <laughs> no, a bit. Ah. Uh, okay, so they are suggesting to put, uh, try to put away the phone from the laptop, huh? to move the phone away. Yeah, maybe that's that's the the thing. That, on Facebook, it was fine. Okay, okay, okay. Let's try. Worst case, we, we move everything to to Facebook. Huh? Speak a bit closer. Okay, we say put the volume of the phone down, and then we speak closer to this microphone. Yeah. Put this one closer. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay that's very important. It is tricky with with multiple people, but we'll make it work. Okay, let's try. Let's try like this. Worst case, guys, we move everything to Facebook, where it seems to be working fine. Okay. Okay. And okay, let's before we restart, let's raise a toast. <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> I got my wine thanks to my lovely girlfriend. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Salute. 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 Prost. Prost. <laughs> you were saying something. Uh, I interrupted you. Sorry. Me? Yeah. You, you were talking about the um, keeping the vibe uh, together, or it's you know it's it's something that um, is definitely important for us, and that has always been important, as we said before. And you know, like you know, said perfectly, is that when something grows and when the attention grows. On so many different levels, you have to be more like conscientious about you know making sure that you don't get too comfortable or you sort of don't get too you know distracted by many things. And you know one of the core points of Malabunta is the fact that we want to give this safe space to you know minorities, to marginalized people, people even sometimes in the techno scene have been marginalized, have not been put forward. And it's something that we really want to make sure in you know. There's one thing that is very important when it comes to making a safe space is the idea of representation. Representation comes in the club, on the dance floor, but it also comes in the lineups. So and, you know, and from the beginning, it has to come from all the way around. It has yeah. to come from, yeah. from the bookings to the people yeah. that are getting into the party. Of course, we have a selection in the party that Naima is doing, like, that of course will be, it will be prioritized as a marginalized minority more than if not. Yeah. Of course, and we will do the same when we try to do our lineups. We also try to representate as much as we can, you know, yeah. like uh, and try to feel that everyone hopefully see a bit of themselves in yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, great, like to create something that is like I take care of the selection, and it's one thing that I love about Malavunta. Even have that it sounds weird, but you know, I take I take care of the selection no matter where we are. So I do it in Berlin, but I also do it. Travel in another city, and it's a message that we want to show and to make forward that if we go to a place where maybe someone like me would not necessarily be welcome in a club, and to have someone like me do the selection on top yeah. of part of the party is very important. It's a message that we want to show and something that we really take, you know, importance in. And of course, there's also a conscious decision from all of us together that like this is also. It needs to not only be spoken about, but also needs to be seen. And it's also something which welcome you in, welcoming you in the party when you arrive. Who is like taking care of what in the party needs to mirror the people that are. And also so, something important is like also the part of like the people that is coming to the party to always like try to remember that it's a work that we all have to do together. You know. Yeah. That yes, exactly. 
the, the base for 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 it to work like that, but also like like we we expect yeah. and trust that the people that is coming will respect that. And when they take take and when 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 someone might not respect that, then like you know we try our best to be there to try to like like find a solution for the situation or whatever you know, and then just try to like have a conversation and and you know it's something that also we are constantly trying to improve and we are also constantly trying to do better and and learn uh -huh. and to also to to also communicate this like information and this learning process to also the people that is coming to the park, you know. So then we yeah. Can yeah. all of us together working for the same goal, you know. And, and luckily, we also have a very good core community that comes to our parties and also are present in taking part in the party. I feel that's also a special vibe in the way that, like, of course, it's more intimate and it's more like people that kind of know each other as a friend in common. It's more we also all try to respect each other and give room for everyone to be there together and have an equal space for everyone there, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And of course, I mean, you, you need the help of the rest of the community because you are three people and, uh, you know, we're three, but we have like a great team. Yes. Yeah. It's not just like that. Yeah. 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 But, but I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that there is the rest of the community that is uh, of your core people who are behind the same values, uh, who are also promoting the same values because otherwise it would be impossible for. Even if you are 10, 20 people, like it's impossible to control 150 or to try to keep people yeah, so, like that. And I am, before we move on with Marhunt, I have more questions that I wanted to ask background questions about you three. I'm going to ask a question each so to understand a bit better of uh, like your, your, your past experiences. <laughs> Naim, let, let's start with you. How did you meet the uh, Ana Laura and Yo-Yo? Uh, so a very very non-cliché and obvious answer. I met her at parties. Like separately, we had we have like close friends in common, and you know we we met uh, at a party. And it was a bit of like a love at first at first dance floor site, I would say. Uh, it's, and it's you know I feel very lucky, and I'm really kind of thankful to be working with them and to consider you know them more than. Same the other way. That's something yes. that's organic, and I, 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 I also am kind of you know creatively to be so inspired. You know, I, 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 I know that they're always gonna make me dance until I cannot breathe anymore. <laughs> and it's just like yes. <laughs> when when they're when they're stretch finished, you know, or when they're not playing, we go out together and we dance together. It's very kind of like organic. So, and not only when it comes to the party, but also. Socially, we have we have best friends. Yeah, oh, we have a lot. Yes, I think that's also something like not so much brought like your question just that we organize this together, but also besides that we have friends. Not that we only work together. Yeah, we in the context of this. Really, that is more than best friends. We are we're family. Yeah, I mean, because you know, yeah, we are, uh, each one of us is far away from their houses, from their homes, and uh, we we come to Berlin. We meet here. And we really become our family. Like yes. that I'm really far away from my country, I'm really far away from Venezuela. Like I, I cannot, it's not easy for me to see my family. And uh, for me, the guys are my family. You know? So see you the other way, folks. Yeah, as I said, I think the context of meeting about Malahunta is one thing, and of course, it takes a lot of time, but we spend way more time on just being together as a family. Yeah. You know, 
which is important, and I also can maybe even mirror as well and can feel that it's not it's not a job, you know, it's something that we do by because you, you yeah. Yes. What was it? So you, you guys all became friends and family eventually before Malajunta or yeah. before like yeah. Yeah. Basically, the idea of Malapunta happened after we were around. After we were around. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, yeah, it was like, the Malapunta made us obviously like closer. closer. But what is maybe at home felt by yeah. the people when they come to the party, the people that know us, that know the party, but that they can sense that it's a true bond yeah. that we have. In yeah. Bond that we have. But also, like, and we go to the artist dinner together, we go to the party together, we go to the. Yeah, the and I think also something that actually I, I I forgot to mention on your first question like uh, something that that I think that is very important is that before we did Malabunda we've been already spending a lot of time in Berlin and we've been like going to all the other parties you know supporting all of our other friends that have parties here in the city and um, I think that spending that time on being in the dance floor in other parties everybody also help to, to to have that uh, feeling of being really close to to the people that comes to our parties because mm -hmm. we've been sharing already so many times together with yes. a lot of people that it's been yeah. funny but just by being in the dance floor or having and, yeah. and, and still, you know yeah. but, but this summer and we close the gas and close everything and go somewhere else you know yeah, we, yeah. yeah. when whenever we are not whenever we're not doing but we go to another party another weekend yeah, and, and I think that that's, that's I, I don't know, because I haven't been to Malajunta yet, but I think that's a big part of uh, how people respond to your vibe is because you guys are friends with each other already. You bring that vibe, you set the example, that the closer group uh, kind of follows the example, otherwise it wouldn't be there, right? So, or they, they believe in the same things. Yeah, that's hopefully how it holds us together, everything together. Yeah, and it spreads out from the body. You can see there's a friend group, and then there's closer friends, and that's where yeah. yeah, that's the benefit of running a party that is not massive because essentially the last person who comes would never was never come. They will either adapt because they they enjoy, they they believe in the same value, or they will not go there anywhere anymore, right? Definitely. Yeah. And it's very like it's one thing for me when I'm bored that is very important is that the people that come when they go in because. Gonna be doing a selection for long hours that I'm sure that they come with a dance. Inside. Yes. And they're gonna yeah. go dance for me because I'm gonna be for hours outside. So I want them to come <laughs> and dance and have a celebration. And you know, they can go back to let's say, I don't know, to Holland, do they go back to France, do they go back to maybe you know Berlin and they just be like, you know what? I felt like I could do that. And when I am with Anna and Jojo, I think this this is that I always feel like I can do what I wanna do and I can be who I wanna be. And I think it's something that is very important in friendship and it's very important also in, in the party that we want is that people feel supported and elevated. And yeah. yes. They work they work out in a way better than they walked in in a way well, they at least have. everybody works out hopefully with a smile on the face. Yeah. Feeling yeah. like wow that like we had a really nice time for part of something really nice. And we try to make it as a party, but also again when we have two smaller dance girls, I would definitely call that. Then, like, uh, you're there to dance to music, yeah. Yeah. you're there to small talk and talk. Me, but I mean, that, that should be the main focus, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and okay, so let me ask another question to Ana Laura. So, you come from Venezuela, 
And you have started also a club over there called Solo, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. What, what was it? Eventually, you, you also run your, your other party, Mess, still in Berlin at home now. What, what did you learn from that experience, eh? let's say Solo, also Mess, that you brought to Malahunta? From uh, what have I learned from the experience of having Solo and Mess that I brought to Malahunta? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that, like, you know, all of those decisions started for, Malahunta, for Solo because Solo, I started it when I was 19 years old, more or less. Uh, I, I was already very much in touch with the electronic music community in Venezuela. For me, really getting to know the community and getting involved in the community was a turning point. Because yeah. before that, I always felt like I was an outcast. I always felt like I, there was something that I was not entirely fitting into. You know? And uh, um, um, I was studying in a school. Uh, when I finished studying the school that I went to uni, it was when actually like the world opened up for me in, that, in, in a way, because I felt I was very protected in, you know, in the school, you're with the same people, your same friends, was very young. But it wasn't until I graduated that I was like 17 to 18, that I went to uni and then I started to go to the first electronic music parties in, in Venezuela. Mm. And when I, when I first went, I realized, okay, this is it. There is no I'm not a, I'm not a freak. I just like something different from what my was offering me. Yeah, I, I know the feeling. <laughs> and I felt, and it was amazing, and I really found, as I said, like a very, like a, a new home in a way. And then I had the opportunity, because we were uh, four partners in the club, and it was me and three, my three best friends. And I remember uh, we opened the club in, in like the location that one of my friends was, was the owner, and he had just gotten the location. And one night, like, he picked me up and he told me, I have to show you something, and he picked me up. And we drive on the way. The house was there. It was a, a, like a typical old school house in downtown my city. Mm. My city is the warmest city in the whole country. It's 45 wow. degrees the whole year. Oh. And it's in front of the ocean. It's very warm. <laughs> so the typical houses were very beautiful because they had really long windows and really long doors so the wind could come in. Because this was before air conditioner and before all of these. So that was like the natural way to get like the tension in the house. Yes. So these houses are very particular, very beautiful. And it, it was two floors and with a beautiful inner garden. And he showed me and he told me, okay, so I just got this. And I'm thinking about what to do. What should I do? And I turned around <laughs> immediately. I didn't thought about it. I told him, we're doing it wrong. And, and, and they say, yeah, that sounds good. Like, yes, we're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And, uh, you know, like, uh, there was not really, like, electronic club in my city. Like, my city is the second city in Venezuela. It's called Maracaibo. Maracaibo. There were things going on in Caracas, but not really so much in Maracaibo. There was not, like, exclusive club for electronic music. So we decided, let's do the first exclusive club for electronic music. Wow. And um, that's why we call it solo, because solo means alone. And yes. Like, no. The only one, you know. And, uh, and we started very DIY, but little by little, we had a four years, little by little, it became established club. And it was an amazing experience because we started a very interesting circuit within the country first. Then we started to fly in all the other musicians and DAs from other parts of the country. Eventually, we started to like also bring people from other countries. And it was going great. Unfortunately, the political situation in Venezuela ruined everything. And okay. change yeah. imposed by the government, which meant we could no longer freely access euros, dollars, or any foreign currency. 
So we could no longer bring any international artists. We could no longer buy instruments. We could no longer buy records. We could no longer buy anything. You know? uh, I was the youngest one in the project. So little by little, my partners started to leave the country because of the situation. But I was still studying in, in my university. So I was like uh, really crazy about living. But my, my mom told me, finish your uni. And when you finish your uni, you can go whatever you want. But, but go <laughs> with the title and with your like, yeah. of, uh, of, to start over, you know? Yeah. But that was it. When, when I, as soon as I finished, I left. I didn't even want to my graduation act. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was so crazy about coming to Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you study? What did you study? The act, because we had to wait for six months for the act yeah, yeah. to get a diploma. And I was like, I'm not waiting six months. I'm done. Right before that, my plan, because I study journalism, and my plan okay. was to go to Barcelona to make a master in journalism. But one summer, I came to Europe, and I had one friend that was living in Berlin. And he was telling me, listen, like, uh, you really need to come here because of what you're doing for teaching and making parties, this is the best place. So one summer I came and that was it. Like, no questions, no doubt. I knew I wanted to come to, 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 come to Berlin. So I remember traveling yeah. back to Venezuela and saying to my family, okay, so I'm not going to Spain anymore. I'm going to go to Berlin and I'm going to make music and I'm going to be a DJ. <laughs> did, did they freak out? Like, did they freak out? <laughs> At the beginning, they were like, what? Like, are you crazy? You're going to go to Germany. You, the language is so complicated. You've never been in a winter so cold like that. It's going to be super hard. And I was like, no, 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 all good. I'm going to be speaking German in six months. Everything good. And, uh, and then I moved. And uh, I, I have been in Berlin in the summer. And then I came in the winter. And that winter was minus 20. It was brutal. Yeah. And it was the <laughs> first winter ever. And I was, yeah. was going to die. <laughs> Yeah. And I knew nobody. I moved to Berlin and there was only one person I knew in the whole city. So it yeah. was like a tough, slow beginning, but I wouldn't change it for anything for sure. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. No, sorry, go ahead. Finish. Sorry. I think I kind of forgot to answer the, the question that you asked. No, no, but the, the, the question was like your background up. Yes. You end up. Yeah, what, what you learned from, from the experience from solo and mass eventually? So definitely solo set the fundamentals for. Uh, to, to kind of like reconfirm that this was something that I wanted to do, not as a hobby, but like it's really my, yeah, like my calling, per se, in a funny way. But uh, also that time when I came to Berlin, uh, it was 2011, and uh, I came to Berlin and I saw the city in the summer, and then you know I went to all the clubs for the first time and I saw the reality of the industry here, and for the first time I realized that this was something that. It was like a very established industry that people have been dedicating their life to. And it was like incredible, amazing artists have been dedicating their life to it. And I, for the first time, I felt, oh, actually, this is something that I can actually dedicate my life to. Yeah. And, 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 and it showed me for the first time that it was like a reality. Because in Venezuela, it was something that I loved to do and that completely and absolutely saved me. Because with the situation, the political situation, uh, we all needed escape. You know, like all yeah. people all desperately needed escape because everything had been about the regime and everything's becoming worse and worse and worse by the day. So we needed a lot of this. And, and if, that's why I mean it saved me in that way. Uh, even if it was a bit cliche and corny, but it's true. And uh, to come here and to see that it was a reality that I could like, pursue, that, that, that for me was definitely a turning point. So for me, having solo, starting parties, 
and playing around, uh, handling lineups every weekend. I was doing the bookings and, uh, you know, starting concepts for parties and, you know, making connections with labels, with musicians. And then coming to Berlin from the first moment I came, I knew I wanted to make a party. And yeah. definitely set the fundamentals for me to, to do mess and then eventually to come to my own time. So it's all been really like a, like a path of learning experience uh, with a lot of essay and mistake, but with a lot of gratification, a lot of beautiful, amazing moments. So that's and friends. And, and new friends. Yeah. That, that's, I think that that's the, be the beauty of it. It's almost like a... Um, double-sided word like when you go and you move to another country far away from your family or childhood friends it's tough at the start but then it makes it also interesting because there's a lot of other people like berlin london at the cities where you go there and most people are like far away from home yeah it's super special in berlin as well yeah like even though i come from the neighbor country you know like uh, it might not seem as hard and of course it is not as hard as But I meant to move from to the other side of the globe. But of course, we all have, as you say, this experience that you move to a new city, you don't know anyone, you are the new person in the city, and you're like, you know, you, you find your way and you meet people. But this city is full of new people. When it comes yeah. to new people coming here, moving around, and a lot of people here are not from here. When you take like smaller cities, like where most of the population in the, like, uh, in the biggest uh, city and like where like we'll all be from there you know yeah they all speak the language they all know each other from like if you just take my home city uh, like my, copenhagen yeah copenhagen as like an example for example we all speak danish we all know, knew each other for many many years and, and my scene there which i love and my family as well not like that but of course it's international it is harder to move into a place where everybody speaks that language and everybody yes. knew each other for many many years so the scene is connected in a different way And you will just have a harder time meeting new people, you know? Yeah. Also, here there is also an urge for a lot of people to meet new people because you might not be the only new one in the city, you know? Yeah. If, uh, a lot of, when new people move to Copenhagen, they very easily get to be the only new one that's there at that moment, you know? But yeah. you are for sure not the only one. So there might be other people looking for a friend as well, you know? In that way, the community here is very special. Yeah. Uh, the city is very special that way. See, it's rough and hard and challenging in many ways, but also yeah. and, like, very nice and welcoming in many other ways, you know? Like, mm -hmm. uh, this is definitely something that I appreciate a lot in moving to Berlin. I felt that, that I got welcomed to my, my friend group and my family very quickly. You know, I found my friends here very quickly. And even though I didn't speak no German, no, like, you know, I found a friend group, like, very, very quickly, you know? Yeah, I, I think that, that that's that's the point. Like, I think when, when you move to a city where a lot of other people are also expats or foreign in a way, right? Oh. Everybody feels alone and everybody has an incentive to make new friends, to mm -hmm. restart and make your group. And music, perfect way to find new I friends. Say, I gotta say, still, like, things have changed a lot because when I first also came in 2012, there was, like, definitely a lot of people coming, but not as much as no. the afterwards. I think that 2016-17 was definitely a boom when everybody moved to Berlin and there were so mm. much new people and there was like before it was way, way, way less people to the clubs, like all the clubs that we know that we have gone many times and it was half the half the half of the people. Yeah. When I came, as I say, I didn't knew anybody. I just knew one person and he was way older than me. So I was going out way more. And uh, 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 I was going out first alone because it was like, okay, I don't know nobody. So I have two options. 
Huevos and see the people like all these organizations that I've been like following for so long, being in Venezuela, not being able to see, or stay home feeling like forever alone. So I was like, I yeah. sat alone out, and that's how I met all of my friends, yeah. all of my people, all of my family. also confirms the fact that this is also a city where you can be But of course, super easy, but maybe easier than a lot of other cities. You can go out alone, like because that. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. yeah. kind of maybe it's a different way of going out as well. Very unique to Berlin, I think. Like to just even and even when you know, like even when you've been living here for a few years and you know people, I think you like not like none of us have neither of us have had the issue to one one day one weekend feel like you know what I want to go. Maybe their partner they want to go out with their best friend, their friends want to go out. They just go out and you know that you're gonna see people that you know. Maybe you're not gonna see people that you know, but it's so comfortable in Berlin to be able to do that. And yes. It's not as accessible to do this because Berlin, the city and the club scene itself nurtures you. You know, it's like kind of course, like if you have so many uh, like techno, electronic orientated clubs and music are so loud, you have to know everyone to talk to <laughs> to dance at home and have an amazing night. You know, like when when you go out in other clubs, you will most likely at least now let's talk about the birds, they will mainly be bar kind of vibes, you know. Maybe they yeah. will be but they will still be very social experience in that way. Maybe you can go out and close your eyes and dance to so loud music and dance and hear what people are saying anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't want no one talking into that. Of course, it is another way of going out. You know? Yeah. And Joachim, so one, one quick question on, on Copenhagen. So you, I read on your, your SoundCloud still says Copenhagen, Berlin. Mm-hmm. Do you, you live in Berlin now, or you do back and forth? Here, like permanent. I, I moved back for six months, and I had to move back to my family as well. Here, but uh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, been here for around four years now, and um, yeah, so I live here permanently. But I'm from Copenhagen. That's why I say Copenhagen, Berlin. I'm yeah, from Copenhagen, but living here. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you, you all came together. You are all expats. From a, or I don't know, Naim. I don't know. Were you born in Berlin? Uh, no, or French. French. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you all came from other other places with different life paths. You met in Berlin. You um, started together Malahunta. So I, I guess I mean you started together, right? All, all the three of you. Yes. 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 And and then so you created this safe space, this new place for people to hang out, like-minded people. Music is like the connective connecting points and there is a lot of people who are like it's almost like a new family where people are also other expats people from germany also come to and one of the values that you stand for is to being a, a place that supports diversity and being a safe place safe space right so um, how can can people who want to support the same ideas or want to support the same principle address this for example if you run a party in london or berlin or paris or Whatever city in the world, like how can people also support the same values? Like, do you have anything that you think you've seen working as well with your community? I think one thing that is important is to be welcoming. Mm-hmm. To be welcoming, to make sure that if you do say that you stand for these values, that you, you know, it's not just about preaching something, it's about also doing. Making sure that you build your whole yeah. around, you know, making sure that. You know, and even if things don't work, it's always very important to be also welcoming to receive is critical to receive 
and then you hey, you know what, maybe this could be happening better, or this could be happening, or you didn't really you didn't see that. It's always very important, I think, yeah. to be aware of what is going on and to try to be aware of like everyone. And it's a work that happens not just you know during the party, so that also happens outside of the party. When you go to a club or to another party and you you know have a conversation with someone about like your party, it's great to also have this conversation to hear what they have to say because they could also give a lot of um, input on what could be done, you know. And um, as I as I you know because it's very important for us to just make sure that mm. people inside represent everything. Exactly. That's what right. I to say that I feel that it's important when you like reach these values that your your, your team have to reflect yeah. these values, you know. Yeah. You can yes. talk all of these if you are not diverse yourself, you yeah. know. If you're not like having like a space in a, in a, in a platform for everybody to also have an opinion and be within your own team, that I think is very important. Yeah, and of course, this is not only something that I think this is important as well, but it's not something that we only do in our party, you know, our party is a safe space, of course, because that's how we grow our party, but any other thing we are involved in as well and will ever be, will have the same values, you know, because we stand for these values by heart, not only as a mm. of yeah. the party, you know, yeah. and I think that this is uh, like something that it needs to be because that we think that this is the way that things yeah. in general should be done, that the society should be open like this, so because society is not open like this, we make our own little society in the society that are open like this. So it needs to come from a deeper political like awareness and understanding and like uh, education yeah. to try to make the world a better place. Therefore, we make a like on a micro scale, we make a party that is hopefully mirroring these these values. You know, so I think in that way, and all of us come from different political backgrounds and and are engaged in in these sort of values on another levels as well. You know. So I think yeah. in the way it comes for us also very naturally, you know. But as well as Liam said, that of course you need to be very welcoming and open to mm. a lot of like uh, feedback and stuff to make it better and better. At the same time, uh, we also have like from the beginning said that there will be a zero tolerance policy of any sort of discrimination in the party, you know. So it needs yeah. to be you're very open to talk to the maybe marginalized, you know, to hear what they have to say. But at the same time, we will prioritize them and their voice way more than than people that are not marginalized minorities, you know? And yeah. what creates a safe space is that on one hand, you're very open to listen to feedback, but also on one hand, you have to have a very hard, like, you have to make like a, a, a zero tolerance policy if people discriminate and, like, you know, in general, in your party, you know? Yeah. For example, also be very warm at the same time, you know? And that's the same... In a way, I think when you see Ian doing the the door of the party, of course, like and also why he is a wonder, you know, like like it's the warmest, the warmest attitude, and like you know, you're welcoming people yeah. to, to the party, so you're not like a evil, big, uh, like scary. Still, in in some ways. Yeah. We have as well. And that's the same with our values as well. It is, they are, we are open for everything to a very, to, to a certain level that if you preach hate, you will not be welcome, you know? And, and that is how it is. And another thing that I feel that is important about, like talking about that the team reflects the values of what we want to like, the, like you know, support. And then it's also that it is, it's determinant for us as a team 
that we've been learning so much from each other. That, that I think that that's also a very important like internal dialogue well. that we have. Yeah, that we thankfully have had the chance to. And, and, and believe me, it was not planned. It just really came to be like that naturally. We saw another thing that is very nice and beautiful in a way. And that everybody comes, everybody in the team comes from a completely different place with a completely different background, a completely different story. And, and I feel that each one of us has inspired us and, and like we, we have had the opportunity to learn so much from each other and continuing mm-hmm. to learn so much from each other. That is amazing. You know, it's, it's a constant learning experience. You know, we're all the time learning, yeah. sometimes better, trying to, 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 you know, like, so, and one thing that I feel like you did ask, like what is a collective in another city would have to do um, for when it comes to diversity, when it comes to inclusivity, I think, is to take a risk that what they would have to do, you know, because mm-hmm. when it comes to diversity, one of the first things that you can hear is this cannot work because of X, Y, and Z. Right. That's the first thing you're going to have to do. So when people are going to tell you that, or people are going to make you, when they're going to you know, allude to this, make it, you have to take the stand and make the decision, you're going to take a risk because you believe in this, because you believe in those choices, because you believe in diversity, because you believe in inclusivity. If you believe in something, risk that maybe, yeah. you know what you're doing. And you actually have a trust also that there is out there a community, there is out there people that share these values, that share this enthusiasm, that want to make the world more inclusive, and that it will work. Maybe, yes, you will not make thousands and millions maybe yes you will not have like a gigantic club or party but you will make a change if you do take the risk if you want to make a change i think that's yeah. really it's very important and you, can can you think a minute it might be a hard question uh, like on the spot but can you think about an example of like something that was about to go wrong like for instance in one of your parties how did you address that for example i don't know someone uh, behaved in a way that was uh, exclusive like it was uh, putting people off it was discriminating, perhaps. I don't know. Can you think about any, an example like that and how you guys addressed it? Because these are, are very tough decisions sometimes to make. You know, you need to act very quickly. It's like a party. You might see someone being uncomfortable with someone else's behavior. Like, if you're uncomfortable in the body, in a certain level, you will for sure be kicked out. I think that something that is important is that whenever we have had a uh, like situation that people came and say, hey guys, you know what, like something happened to this person, with this or whatever. First of all, like obviously always, even though because in the parties you're always running around taking care of something, yeah. never stop running. So then you're taking the time to stop and like listen to what happened, listen to the person, like uh, get try to get the clearest explanation of what happened. And then you yeah. know, together the people that was part of it that, you know, for example, I would immediately go and ask Naeem, like, uh, did you saw this person when it was coming in? Like, that this happened, then the bouncer, then someone, you know, try to gather all the information to try to kind of like reconstruct the situation. And and then just when it comes to a point that the person, that, that is something that, I don't know, someone like uh, attacks on somebody in a way or makes somebody feel uncomfortable or make a move that it was completely out of place, we obviously would have to say, I'm sorry, but uh, you are not welcome here. You need to go. Yeah. So, and, and depending on the depending on the like uh, gravity of the situation, maybe you cannot come back. You know, yeah, usually yeah. it will be that on the night, of course, we will act on like what's told right away, and we will most likely like actually like take the action of moving this person out of the body or whatever, or tell them to leave. And then we will have to evaluate what is the consequences of this happening. You know, but on the night, as you say, I think we have to we have to. 
the most important, and also again, maybe uh, advice is that you have to act very quick and then yeah. gather the team and take a decision and follow that decision yeah. right away. Because the doubt of the situation can, for the victim of the situation, feels like yeah. very, very hurtful. But also something else. Mm-hmm. That, for example, like I know each one of us was like 100% the, like, the decision of the other. Like I know if they make a decision or the decision, even if I was not asked about because whatever, I was yeah. playing or I was doing something else. I know that when I will hear about the situation, then I will really support their decision. Like, yeah. there's no questions, no doubts. Like, whatever decision they we make, like, we, we back up each other completely as well, you know, because sometimes, sometimes you have 600 people in the club, you're running up and down, you're like taking care of everything, you know, people are calling you on the phone, you're about to play, you're like, all of these things are going on at the same time. And and sometimes, yeah, like, you don't have to, have to gather the whole team and make like a communal decision. But, uh, but still, like, knowing that we can trust each other entirely to know that we are sure that each one of us will make the right decision. And I think that that comes from that. Again, and the from talking a lot about it. And the fact that we are all, again, very, very close friends and we all share the values outside the party yeah. as within the party. You know? yeah, so I like think that comes very naturally. And, and that's maybe also like a, something that we can recommend to other collectors is to maybe make a connection with your best friends and like, you know, do it like, you know, as a friendship thing, like, you know, more than a business. Yeah. yeah, when you when you know you you're gonna be on the same you're gonna be thinking on the same uh, line. Yeah. yeah, it's it's super tough. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, what? Uh, in the party, you have so many situations that you know people ask you like, "Hey, I'm outside the line. Can you come and pick me up?" Or, "Hey, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't make it in and stuff." And it's like, like when someone says that to me, I'm like, "I'm sorry, but like that's not my decision. It's Naim's decision. When Naim decides that somebody has to knock me for whatever reason." That's it. That's yeah. to talk about, you know? Yeah. And I'm not going to go stepping ahead or stepping on to anyone like of my colleagues because it's like, no, no, like, like you know, we're like this one, or we try to be this one big entity that we like, you know. And again, the team is bigger than we also have. Like, no. I mean, Ted, Zidane, yeah, Deborah, yeah. Chris, without all of us from yeah. all different places. Never be the same. And the support of all of our close friends that you know that they're there for us, that to like tell everybody about, hey, the party's coming or whatever. Like you know, this is a really like a like a team and like a friendship effort. You know? Everything yeah. happened because we had the support of like our friends and the people. And, and as well, if something happens in the party, I feel that since we have so many friends in the party, we will from a friend know know very quickly if something is happening because the people don't feel and it's also the them and we're also not afraid I feel, like, to to intervene when something happens if something's happening it's not like of course because we work in nightlife and it's a club there is a security uh, team and everything but we definitely want to be on hands not a lack of yeah. a better word of like you know to be present to take care of a situation to be present to take care of you know, unfortunately, if someone is a victim of something, or if there is an altercation, if there's can be any situation, can be any situation, and we're not gonna ever, you know, you know, decide to have the security or even the club team handle. Yeah. It. First and foremost, to handle it ourselves and to understand what happened, to be able to protect someone, to be able to defend someone, because otherwise, who are we? Otherwise, what are we doing? It's very important. That we and it's our, it's our, it's our, 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 our,
and I think like the, the, so you you have the example you have the vibe that you've set up with um friends of friends let's say and then eventually the actions you take uh, build this example like continue to reiterate this example that creates the culture what I would call culture like the <laughs> some of the actions over time like eventually that's what you are you are you are showing your community that's like this is what you stand for and so this is a question from our previous uh, guest. Huh? They didn't know you were going to be next, so it was uh, uh, unintentional. They say that they asked, they wanted us to ask, how do you, do you see the problems, the current problems of the music industry right now? What are the, the current problems and how do you see them? I don't know. <laughs> think about what, like, I'm sure that there is so, so many that we can talk about, but I like, think about maybe one that comes to mind. Um, and unfortunately, somehow similar to problems of our general society is underrepresentation of certain people, underrepresentation of power to certain people. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, 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 there's you know the world is so many people. There's so many creators yeah. and so many DJs and producers out there, and it's sometimes quite frustrating to think that you can you know have a lineup and you only see or you you're going to see a majority. Let's say ninety percent of Male DJs playing white male uh, European ninety eight white male DJs playing and then just one female DJ playing yeah have uh, to say it's 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 a very crazy thing which you know the world hopefully not hopefully obviously changed with yeah. but it's crazy that the music industry which is so old and which has had such a big boom is still stuck in something that is so it's still ridiculous. Yeah. It's something that feel, man, this is outdated. Yeah. We're not representing any any way close to to how the scene is. You know, it's yeah. what is behind the booth is not what is on the dance floor. Uh, no, it's like that way feels very odd sometimes. You see that like doesn't mirror like at all reflect on like everyone. You know? And you know, we we cannot forget where you know this particular type of music or a lot of Types of music come from. So it's quite crazy sometimes to think that you're going to play a techno set and you're going to play certain tracks, but you're going to select, you know, book certain DJs and then the lineup mm -hmm. will be the way it looks, you know. And also sometimes it's going to sound the way it sounds, you know, because in the establishment, there's also sometimes this, you know, we talk about risk before, so you could also yeah. play, playing different DJs, playing different time, unexpected things, and, and also trust to bring. Certain novelty, but also trust to respect the the roots of this genre of music. That you cannot at all have still in 2022, 2025, when baby clubs reopen, like have still you know a full on white male lineup because yeah. not playing white male music. Just remember that. And okay, yeah. so I think we can all agree on that our problem maybe in our scene is also the mainstreamifying everyone constantly more and more talents is getting. Like, I don't know, sponsored by huge brands as uh, Coca Cola or like whatever, like uh, it can be out there, which is, is very, very far away from what we think that like techno parties and culture should be. You know, it should not be sold for money, it should be there for like a certain, yes, as we also talked about, our party should be there for a certain community that needs to have spaces outside of. Yeah. like capitalist society that we live in, you know. Therefore, the more mainstream you find, the more sponsorships, the more commercials, the more 
the bigger stars that DJ gets to be, the more like the underground will never have a very, very hard time to coexist, you know, because it's thrive and survive. And uh, yeah, so therefore, uh, I think the problem in the scene that people sell their art for money, you know, like. And of course, I mean, it's getting harder and harder because the techno industry, it's becoming an industry, it's becoming more meaningful. Techno is, I mean, techno DJs that could be thinking, thought of as the new rock stars, like uh, yeah. traveling on a jet, <laughs> traveling on a jet, you go Ibiza, Berlin, New York in the same weekend. And uh, that is becoming kind of the benchmark. Social media are playing, in my opinion at least, a huge role in that because we are idolizing uh, this image. Oh, that's what that's what success means, right? So, and of course, also DJs become not only they're not only artists and musicians; they also become a whole personality of like you see in, in some mm. way. Sometimes you can feel that you see more than what you actually needed to see about these persons. Like you're not a, like the, the, the old school like superstar concept of looking at too much privacy and too much stuff that is actually not connected to the art. Yeah. In a way, yeah. I don't think that that is doing anything constructive for the music industry, at least. No, it's doing something for, of course, the people that are doing it, maybe bigger like reach and, and maybe bigger money as well. But at the same time, the people that are looking at it, like in a way, it's, uh, in, it's not feeding the art of, of yeah. playing and producing and, and raving and whatever, it's feeding a completely other culture and it's also taking part in another culture, you know. And yeah. that's also something that hopefully with Corona, like just basically putting a stop to all of this because you know this monster was growing bigger and bigger and bigger. It's something that uh, it's also like an opportunity and a, and a moment that we were forced to put this in perspective and to realize what was going maybe a little bit too out of hand, or was this the, actually the direction we wanted to go, or you know. And yeah, at least now we're going through this horrible time. Then maybe at least we can come out of the other side with maybe something even better than before. A reset is a is a big reset. <laughs> Very painful. I'm curious about like yeah. part of this whole pandemic where we're actually going to be finally able to start to think about reconstructing and uh, reconstruct everything. Like, I'm really curious to see what's going to come out of it. You know, what what's going to change? What's going to stay the same? Because you know, it's also human nature to try to just like try to like keep the things the same as it was. Because then you will feel that they are like normal as it used to be. And unfortunately, because that there are not the parties and not the places to do our art uh, and for everyone uh, right now with Corona, it has, in my personal opinion, definitely not done something good for the scene so far. It's also done that a lot of people are struggling to feeling that they get forgotten and they need to find a like to to make sure that they are. Uh, still having a certain importance and a certain reach and discount, including everyone, myself, everyone, like, you know, including that you feel that, like, okay, now we're not doing what we're, what we're supposed to do. Yeah, so much. Other solutions of not getting forgotten, you know? And I think that that has challenged a lot in the way that people can sometimes become a little overcreated with doing stuff that, <laughs> like, you know, like, like you know, that, that actually is very, very far away from what we should be doing, you know? But it's also at the same time, I don't judge anyone. Don't get me wrong here. I don't judge anyone for doing it. Like everybody do what they need to do, you know. But it can be that like you only need to remember that what we need to do is to play in the party, you know, to play live for people because that is the like that is the pure form of what we do, you know. 
But like today in front of a camera for a streaming channel that is sponsored by expensive sponsors or whatever is very, very far away from what we should be doing. You know? And something that we all struggle with, the self-confidence of what are we afterwards, you know? Like, will we, will we just slip into this hole of this fear? Yes. It, and how are you actually? Let me, let me, let me, let's do this. Let's ask people to move on Facebook. Eh? And we ask them also if they have questions eh? to start uh, asking them. So, guys on Instagram, thank you for joining us. Uh, let's move to Facebook. You will see the link on our stories. Uh, thank you for being with us. If you have any questions, uh, please join on Facebook and then uh, start typing them in the comments. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Ended. And feedback. Okay, it's coming. And yeah. slide. Okay. And Okay, let's see. People are going to start asking questions. But so let's start with uh, with some um, very quick questions. Uh, to uh, let's let's do this. I always find this question interesting. Uh, one of the big mistakes you guys made uh, individually in your life or career related to music. Uh, then now you you look back and you think, oh, that was a, was a fun. It was a fun moment. <laughs> in uh, in my life in general. <laughs> 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 but uh, in your musical career, what how it's I feel it's like there is definitely when in, like when you organize the party, when then you organize the night, and it's not trying to have a way out of the question, but I think there's definitely a lot of little mistakes that always happen, you know. Maybe yes. not working how you wish it was working, maybe you didn't like structure the line when you wanted like you know, the line outside you wanted. Uh, to, to structure it, maybe like there's so many little things that happen that we constantly wish I think that we had done things differently because it's trying to get better. Yeah, sometimes hard. You always come up with one big mistake. Like it could be, it could be like any. Doesn't have to be the biggest or like you know anything. Like for example, what you were saying, Naim is, yeah, you 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 learn. I always. Think that like you learn more by doing mistakes than uh, by doing things right. I think also to be on Tuesdays. Yeah. I mean, like, I do yeah. Think the times they, they, they like many times where you by accident stop the wrong track or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, then if I should say that like, you know, or you backspin a record and then it started on top of the other one again or something happened in your set, yeah. and the mistake is not. What you need to remember is that the mistake is not doing that. The mistake is you're asking yourself so hard from it that the next hour of your set you're shaking and being like, you know, scared of like, oh, like they're all thinking about it for the next hour and you're freaking yeah. out about it. And the only, like, if I should say to anyone to do that mistake is just shoot. It's just real. It's just because you're human and not a robot. Yeah. It's day life people. So these mistakes will happen. And just laugh from them with the people instead of judging yourself because the first many times when I think if I did a mistake like that, could not forgive myself like for the, for the rest of the night. You know? like, yeah. For the set, you're like, no, like I think I just want to go home. Like, like here. <laughs> and it was like a, it, it was a, a second that the music stopped. Like it was one record that slipped with the other one and didn't completely match or whatever something that happened. And uh, so for 
more constructive hand for other people that does these kind of mistakes. Now that we're talking about mistakes, don't don't judge yourself too hard on those mistakes because you're being judged for your whole set and your performance, not for that moment. And and maybe even some of them, maybe even most of you know this, you know, or whatever. And also the way that you also the way that you the way that you react reflects yes, exactly. on the dance floor. You know, if you get stuck for the next hour in this uh, mood that you're not confident, then everyone is feeling, okay, something is weird here. If you laugh about it with the people there, then everybody laughs about it and forgot in a second. Yeah, because I think that also sometimes it's a mistake because whatever you're doing is a black. Of course, there's a lot of room for you to make a mistake. You know? but, uh, but also I feel that the way you approach them, it could, be, it could lead them to be either a disaster or to be actually even almost charming, you know? Yes. So, so at the end you remember, oh, this is somebody like, like this person's doing this right now yeah. in the moment, you know? And, and, and I think, of course, that sometimes you are doing a lot of stuff at the same time, you are organizing the party, we're there from the beginning to the end, playing for many hours of the closing in the end. You, you're not playing the last eight hours of, of the party without making one mistake, and then you cannot be so hard on yourself that you're going to judge yourself for the rest of the like I said, you know? And, yeah. Exactly, and, and eventually, like you, you, it's impossible to never make mistakes, even when you have uh, tons of experience in whatever field. Be like uh, running a party or playing. Eventually, we, we will always fuck it up. We're humans. <laughs> At some point, and um, okay, let me ask very quickly questions to each of you. Uh, let's start with Joachim. You, you play a lot of uh, sets which are also with um, other people. You, I, I've seen like on SoundCloud, Hoyer, I've seen sets with, with Didan, of course, which is the other resident of Manahunta, but also with Ezzy from Fast Forward. Like, do, do you always go with the flow or you practice together with them? I would say both. I would say that usually we practice in the way when I'm doing the sets with Didan. It's, it's actually been that me and him never really playing they say it in that way, you know, we, we might have played like, like the first track and the first two tracks maybe, but even in very long sets, it's always been the fact that we just had very long nights playing in my house and we yeah. before, you know, and that without talking about what track we should play in the specific part that we are we're doing, like, um, so that way we don't practice a set, which I in general don't think is, is a really good idea to do. Because you don't know where you are, like, you know, yeah. if, if you're playing late in the night, you don't know how the rest of the night was. Like, if you're playing your set at night, you need to, of course, you can play the, like, the frame of the set, which vibe and which style you want to play. But of course, you need to be spontaneous and, and, and fit in because the, the set is, at the end of the day, supposed to be for the people on the dance floor. So if their mood is a little bit for something else. And it's also the art of teaching to be able to, like, you know, have a big library of music that you can change for that life, you know? But at the same time, yeah, of course, it's important that, like, you can for sure not put me back to back with someone that I don't know, like, personally, definitely. It's very few people that I do it with. Like, and of course, Nana does it. Of course, I do it with Easy as my brother. And, uh, yeah. and uh, like, D-Dan is my, one of my best friends, you know? So it's like in that way, we, I feel to do a good back-to-back, -back, you need to have a personal connection and you need to know each other's music. You need to have been listening to countless, countless hours of music and playing together, like in that way. But to play in the entire set, 
I mean, I've, I've not done it, you know, like not, not, not the entire thing, you know, or at least maybe if I've been, if maybe if we've been nervous about a specific game, we've been trying to plan something and then it always ended up somewhere else. It always ended up yeah, of course. No, no record and stuff that way, but, you know, yeah. it always, like, in the end, it happens like that. And I think that's also important for the details uh, in general, you know. But to go with the cloth. It's important that the back-to-back shoes are, it both mirrors the, like, on the, the actual set that you can feel that the people have been playing together, like, four, and it's not that, it's not one playing on top of the other one, or one track yeah. and one track, yeah, exactly. one track, one track. I would put two DJs to play one DJ set. If half is playing their own DJ set and half is playing their own DJ set, then just put them separately, you know? Yeah. And, but in, in which, which happens often because a lot of promoters sometimes want to do this for like, like a, you know, like kind of like a uh, publicity reasons or whatever. You have like this. They take like two random DJs together. Uh, and I think a back to back should uh, somehow be a third thing than one thing alone, another one thing alone should hopefully be another experience. Because if it was not, then why do it? So, of course, we try to, when I play with uh, Chad and Pida, like we, uh, we definitely play differently together than would play alone, both of us. Yes, so it makes sense. Answer the question, no, we don't. Uh, uh, no plans. So that the approach is like going with the flow. That's what works better. Yeah, yeah. Going, going with the flow for sure, but, but knowing knowing each other's music. It does help. Yeah, yeah. nice. And Alanaura, for this about about mess. You your party mess. Like, do you remember any any joyful moments uh, like in your past uh, where where you felt like fuck? I I really created something amazing. I'm proud of of what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that thankfully there has been a few ones, uh, but I think that something that was very important is because you know what, like I started Mess because basically I came to Berlin, I met some of the most amazing like women personalities that I've met uh, here, stronger, amazing, interesting, like smart and creative and talented women that I've like met in Berlin have been amazing. And I realized, you know, like Berlin is such a masculine city in many ways music industry included and there was a lot of male like male representation at the forefront of everything and um, and i just felt like a little bit like why you know because there's, there's so many amazing women here and talented women and talented artists that, that like how come this has to happen you know so i as i told you like i before i since the moment i can believe that you I wanted to start my own party for sure and uh, by going out and meeting other parties, you know, like I started to see more and more the necessity of creating these spaces. Because yeah. I, I, you, you started to hear more and more often that you were going to a party and, and you, you hear more and more often that, oh, uh, friends couldn't make it in because there were too many girls. Oh, wow. Oh, these girls couldn't make it in. And, you know, there was a lot of that and it was coming more and more. So I just wanted to make a party that was like made by a woman for women or like uh, queer artists, or men, like minorities in the way that it was like women, queer, like trans. Uh, I really wanted to create a space that was made for and uh, by and for, you know, like by women, for women. And um, uh, so, yes, yeah, so that's more or less like how Mess is born. Another thing that for me was important is that at this point, when I started Mess in 2018, there was a mm-hmm. lot of this uh, conversation happening in the scene. There was a lot of people talking about inclusion. Yeah. Of women and women's so I thought that I did not want to approach it like that. I didn't want to talk about 
having the party that you know was going to be like I, I didn't want to sponsor it. Yes. Like, only female or like you know because I always also always found that a little bit like like for me what was important always was to find a point we would all work together and take the best out of each other. You know, not to be because I felt if, if I was I was going to do a party only only women and women, it was also going to like left out. So nope. some part of the people or some part of the community. So I wanted to do something that would embrace it all, but like coming from this point of being women, making party for women, etc. So um, uh, I did. I, I, I never sponsored body like that. I, it's not even actually written anywhere as like the concept of party. It's just something that you know. I organized the party. I organized. I put together the bookings. I put together the night. And I just wanted to let people who realize by themselves, basically. And feel it when they get there. Exactly. You definitely feel it. I, I felt that, you know, that actions speak louder than words, you know, and sometimes yeah. you let things talk by themselves. So that's why I never sponsored like that. I never really like went out to talk about like this is the only thing about it. And, uh, and for me, a beautiful moment was I just kind of like wanted it to be a night where whenever you would like look around the dance floor, look around the club, you would see like everything. You would see everyone, you would see everybody having a place for themselves, like and everybody just coexisting and enjoying together. And this is also something beautiful that Om gives you because Om has this, you know, very yeah. intimate, very Warm. beautiful vibe. Like I really love Om. And uh, you you're there, you know, you have an amazing system, all the team working on is amazing. It's really like a family also, which I really appreciate. And uh, you were just walking around. And another thing that I love a lot about home is that basically the only thing you can do is dance because there's no place to mingling and talking. It's just <laughs> go there to dance. And this is something I love because I go out to dance, you know. And, and more than meeting people are talking or mingling, I really go out to dance to give it all. And um, so these moments were very beautiful. <laughs> I think it was when people started to come to me from the Wow, and uh, there's something about to, there's something about mess, there's something about the night that is really special and it's really different. And I don't know what it is, but there's something really nice. And for me, that almost like put a smile on my face because I knew what it was. You know, there is a big difference when you have one girl playing in the middle of like squeezing this like only guys lineup, where you like have this expectation. It's also like this purist, always there ready to like judge or, or, or anything and yeah. it's much more beautiful and natural and nice when when you don't have this energy and when you can like everybody was going to play one after the other it was more like a sister you know mm. and I really love that and that really translates to a way more like I, I, I want to say sexy like subtle and, and, and like very beautiful energy that really translates in the rest of the night. So yes. People started to come to me and say, there's something very special about that, something different, that I come here and the energy is nothing. For me, it was like, that was like a definitely a moment that I realized, yes, like this is what I wanted. And, you know, it really came up and naturally it was not something forced, it was not something that I advertised or like to find too much, like, you know, it really came together and that was amazing. And uh, so yeah, for me, that was like a, a moment that I, I realized we kind of like, we did, you know, it yeah. was, it was like <laughs> setting the standard, like, like, like way more often, 
more and just try to be better and just like do it every time better and better. Yeah. I, I really like the, the concept of like doing something that uh, expresses itself. Like you communicate, communicate the message without advertising it. Yeah. Uh, which, which is, it, I guess, I mean, I don't know if it's out there, but it's more effective for me because you're not trying to sell an idea and maybe there's no even like substance in that. Because as I say, like I thought that in that time there was a lot of like people talking about this and I thought that unfortunately uh, a lot of like situations like let's make like the bigger uh, events, bigger festivals were, you know, trying to like fill in these spaces but it felt that it was more because they were scared to be called out than because it was mm. like what they wanted to do. And I just wanted to give like a platform for all of these amazing artists to show the work because there's so many good and talented artists, you know, that yeah. and, and it, it really came together really nice. Like, yeah, it's been a lot of work, but it's been amazing and very gratifying to see it work. And yeah. it just like standing on the dance floor and they can like pan on the, on the uh, stand behind of the DMs and like, just like look around the dance floor and just see everybody, like all the little groups, all the completely different from each other, coexisting and being happy and being feeling completely welcome and completely like warm and and, and, and this feminine energy. And this feminine is just like mm. another thing. You know, it's like yeah, it's your nurturing is very associated to female energy, to feminine energy. I think there's something nurturing about mess that comes, I think, from the feminine energy. And the feminine, all its variations and forms and, and nuances. Um, yeah. and, it, and it reflects as well in the dance world that is yeah. everyone. And it just yeah. like really, really just sets a completely different vibe from the beginning. So, yeah. So, you, you, you throw people out of, the, of, of a box, basically, like in terms of like you flip the perception of some people that are not used to have a lineup with just women or yeah. non male artists. And yeah. Then, yeah, exactly. And as I say, because I never really talked about it, mm. sometimes people to realize what was actually happening. Mm. And, you know, and I had so many, uh, mm. like, I, I received a lot of emails from people like, hey, mate, how are you? Like, I think that would be a total uh, uh, perfect uh, um, uh, fit for the party. And I'm like, have you ever come to the party? <laughs> like, have you ever seen it? So, because, yeah, like, um, but, but yeah, that, I, I can say that that was basically for me the time when I realized that something was from the party coming to me in the party. Wow, oh, like just really nice, like the nice thing, amazing, it's so sexy, so cute. So, so for me, that was like really the moment I was like, okay, this is working. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to, to hear. And I want to, we're getting some questions from the, the audience, uh, but first of all, let me ask the personal question to Naim. Um, I read, it, well, I think it was a previous interview, maybe it was 2018 or even more recent. Uh, you were saying something such as um, along the line of Berlin is like a coloring book and we would love to go outside and draw outside of the borders. And it's something that resonated with me, like the, the expression that you used. And I wanted to ask you, like Berlin, it is, in my opinion, a city that is already outside of the, of the borders for a lot of other cities, like if you compare it with uh, many other capitals, but also other smaller towns. Like, how, how can, can a person go outside of the borders in Berlin? How can you push the, the, the limits? How can you go outside of the borders in Berlin, which is already a city that is already outside of the it's box? It's outside of the box, but I think the feeling that you have when you're in Berlin is, and it's 
a reality that I think is relevant that actually even when you think that you're outside the borders, you realize that there's still borders to other yeah. borders. And there is a constant feeling of like being a microcosm, in a microcosm, in a microcosm. And it's it's crazy because the borders that Berlin has enabled sometimes have also enabled all the not sorry, the borders that Berlin has enabled to break. Uh, has forgotten some others, you know, there's still some, you know, uh, borders when it comes to gender identity, when it comes to certain forms of sexuality, when it comes to certain, like, ideas and perception, is that you always need to make sure that you don't forget that, you know, the world can never stop because you think that you've done everything, you know, Berlin is growing, Berlin is becoming bigger, and Berlin is now under everyone's radar, that means that it changed a certain kind of sensitivity that maybe you have to preserve. You have to always yeah. make sure that Berlin doesn't become too standard, Berlin doesn't become too conservative, Berlin doesn't become too comfortable in, 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 its, in its mainstreamness. And I really don't like that word, but when something gets more and more popular, you know, then it becomes more and more uniform. So you have to make sure that you preserve um, this idea of always pushing these boundaries, of always being like, ready to, to change and also ready to question yourself because I can say I think that my ideas of borders when I moved to Berlin have completely changed to how they are now. You know, yeah. that's why you know, we want to keep on coloring because like borders have been installed by society, by mentality through all our lives for so long and then you grow up and then you evolve and you realize that you need to push them. But if you were already able to do that before that means that you can still Grow further and grow and grow more um, open on things. Yeah. It, mm. No, sorry, sorry. I didn't want to. <laughs> I, I was going to ask me, um, because, because people evolve, uh, everybody, all of us, like we all evolve, and the city is evolving as well. Like we were saying before, there's more and more expats, more people that come from outside, the Libya uh, clubs are exploding with people. There's so many parties now. And, and that it, I, I feel that sometimes Berlin has normalized the, the party, and maybe that's what you, you were alluding to as well. Exactly. This idea of like normalization mm. at first seems to be then a cancellation of differences. Yes. And the idea of Berlin is the idea of what we want to do with the party. And what I meant by saying that is that we want to preserve the individuality of people, we want to preserve yeah. Differences, the out of the boxness of people, you know, the freakness of people, it's very important that we keep this because normalization can very easily end up with even in its differences, just end up everyone feeling like they're just one thing, and yeah. it's never it's never good to be safe. I think it's always good to feel like a little bit something to just like be different and change. And yeah. I think you say about uh, getting too comfortable is something yeah. very important because. You suddenly find a formula that works, and then you just repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, and sometimes you forget to actually push the conversation forward, to actually like bring something new, and then you, you, you become a little bit stuck on doing the same because you know it works. Yeah. But the, the fact that that works for some people yeah. doesn't mean that it's going to work for everybody, or that it's just going to work forever. Like Absolutely. you need to keep on pushing that. And, and I think yeah, like starts out think coloring outside of the borders is, is also yeah like as soon as there become norms within they may be not as normative societies many other societies doesn't mean that, that there are no norms you know yeah there will still yeah. be norms within, no, um, and, and, and those need to go to the world yeah. that means that 
And that's how I achieve what he's saying. When he says to call her outside of that, is to call her to try to call her outside of even those norms within our not normative society. And to constantly challenge each other. Constantly constantly better and constantly like work on. Challenge ourselves and each other because that's how we're going to become better and better. And that's how we're going to, you know, push like. And make more space. Made, this city made a space for a lot of people, but we still have a lot of people in this city that doesn't feel that they are as included as everyone else. And that is the culture. And that can be everyone from also our friends who bring that. It might be, of course, representing more minorities than the other places, but there will still be something always to work on. Well, hopefully not always, but there still is like yeah. some people that feel that they could be like uh, represented better, you know, so that could be painted outside of those lines. That, that's why I, I yeah. And then I think that that is a fundamental to encourage diversity as well, because otherwise we will all conform to the new, I don't know, whatever, the latest trend. Yeah. You change and you change, and then everyone changes at the same time, but you're thinking what's happening, they were all the same. Yes, exactly. You're all forgetting that, you know, maybe in this majority, there is minority. There is there's still things that are being, like, avo- like not avoided, but are being neglected. We didn't say, you know, like, you know, to not neglect that mm. difference. That, and, 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 you know, the idea of borders is very important because Berlin, as you said in, before, is made out of expats. Yes, kind of people that come from outside of the borders, and yet mm-hmm. live in Berlin, and you still feel these borders in many different ways. You still feel them, and the world, and the question of borders is very important in our in our in the world, and it's very important in the way that it impacts people's lives, like directly or indirectly. You know, so it's important to always keep in mind that there's so much work that can be done. There's so much work that can be done for you directly, and so much that can be done as a group. And when you're a community that has this voice and this representation, then you have the power to maybe change for the small person that is neglected. Definitely. Yeah, of course, the other thing is that, like, you know, she feels an representation of women, like, uh, that way means that you can't really name the free city of the world, like, you know, yeah, like, uh, as you say, it's already a city outside of the borders of life. But obviously, already there, there's an underrepresentation of someone, you know, that means that from there, there's a million other people that also yeah. feel... There's always work to be done. Yeah. You know? so, yeah, exactly. There's still problems in this a lot. In this city as well, right? Yeah, and I, I hope, like, in a way, what we were saying before, the uh, industry reset, like, this year with COVID, like, in all the shit that happened, of course, it's a big health crisis, it's a huge economic crisis, uh, artists, mm-hmm. most of them, lost their jobs. I hope that that is an occasion for us to reset and rethink about yeah. what are the values that brought us here. Yeah. That's the moment I'm looking forward to. The moment that we finally reach the point where we are out of like risk and we can start to think about rebuilding. I want to see what's going to come out of that. What's the energy going to be with that? It's going to be rebuilding. Like, yeah. Like, hope is going to be like, oh, you know, yeah. it's so you have the possibility also that like this, you know, establish. Uh, forces that were before Corona that didn't always give the possibilities to other and like other elements to contribute to reshaping. Because if, if the industry or the whole tech scene has completely disappeared in you know almost because of, of COVID, then that means that the entire of the you know the entire of the industry has to work together to create something. We cannot be the same game of completely forces 
from leading to deciding and giving trust to the others to do with, um, and there comes also the point of how important it is to collaborate, to work together, to yeah, push each yeah. other, to help each other in order yeah. to thrive. Because yeah. if we keep on seeing each other like our own little universe, we're not going to really like accomplish it. And, mm -hmm. and, 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 and also like Impossible. Me, the times have been having the chance to travel to places where you see the community working together, even though they're different collectives, different labels, different bodies, you see all of them working together, pushing each other. That's when they become the most successful. I think and that, yeah. for me, that's a constant. Every time I've seen that behavior, I see that it's just being for the bad. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. We, we, like before, has been talking about that it is not a competition. And for us, it's definitely not a competition with the other parties in Berlin or the world or whatever, you know, to be the best. You know, of course, you want to be the best at what we are doing, you know, but that doesn't mean that what other people are doing. It's just important to have a lot of different options for everyone, different stuff. And as we like, you know, yeah, when we talk about if we are, if we, if we have felt like uh, that's hard to compete with other countries in Berlin, no, never, because they're all our friends, you know. They're all our yeah. friends who offer different stuff. And as we also mentioned earlier, this as soon as we close our thing, we jump to another thing because we love all the other stuff that's going on in the city. Yeah. So that yeah. doesn't come in any way as a competition at all. You know, it comes as like supplying uh, like something yeah. else for like the table to be colorful. Like we are well. all adding our little feet to keep the world spinning. And hopefully, exactly. Yeah, more more yeah. diverse, more white, and more. And, and, and luckily, like uh, Berlin's so parties are luckily long enough so that we managed to be able to hit them all in one week. There is enough people dancing. <laughs> no one's like stopping that way. Like you were Saturday night, like there's still like stuff that, 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 that usually yeah. last for days also like that stuff. So, yes. that and for other people to go Yes. And okay, so and thank you for for, for this. And um, as we move to the wrap up, I will move to the Q&A and the last five questions. So let's do another <laughs> trust right. other years. You guys have the wine. <laughs> Top up, top up, top up, okay. We're gonna get a top up. It's a musical yeah. uh, musical intermission. Do with a little <laughs> we, we, we need we need to get there. We, I think we need to find this kind of screen like that uh, <laughs> like coming back in two minutes. Uh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um Okay, so there is a question I'm going to ask that now. I'm, I'm sure then Ana Laura will, will jump in. But uh, what plans do you guys have for as Malagunta for 2021 and beyond? Praying. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 of course, like, we wish that we had more plans, of course, for live music, live yeah. in the way that it's supposed to be presented. Uh, in, Again, for us, it's like, at least like for me, the most important thing is when we are all together, you know? Right now, it's not, not possible because of like a world pandemic. But like, so that way, of course, we wish that we had all the plans that we had. But now I can talk to you and Anna now that we have uh, some music coming out, like some production coming out for the first mm -hmm. time ever. Like, uh, we have been spending a lot of time doing uh, music, and finally, we have uh, some tracks coming out. Like, uh, First uh, tracks will be 
Doe je dus maandelijks een dan ga ik van elke week. Dan is dat iets like a charity combination for Palestinian like the situation under the Palestinian land that is under occupation and this goes to different organizations there, one for orphanage children and stuff, but to support Palestine in general, yeah. uh, to attract each coming out during uh, this month, which is uh, definitely a plan, then I'm planning on, on, on we both planning on of course having more news to come out as soon as possible and basically like we have been trying to to like do some constru- something constructive with all the time we have now changing from one to four points so like it's not gonna be maybe a million like you know we're not like having a lot of live streams playing in that way i think yeah but more like we have been focusing on like being better and better like producing music and putting music out but we Completely honest, like it's not that the calendar for 2021 is booked with a lot of stuff and full of like stuff. As if if we could, we would, but at the same time, I think also that let's be honest, like it's a hard year to plan. We don't know what is even gonna happen next month. You know, it can be that we do way better, but it's also be the opposite. So that we I think that to say that we have a lot of plans for 2021. Yeah, it's sad. But, but yeah, definitely music coming out, you know, like both of us very soon. You know? Yes, and it is another question from uh, I guess a fan from uh, South America or like or or America. They say, when are you gonna come back to Americas? To the Americas as soon as possible. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I really hope that it can be like you know for me it's just about as soon as there is like a safe uh, situation in general that we can you know start to like plan a little bit and yeah. Ready. So as soon as possible. And if it, if it was it for South America or for. Yeah, whatever. Also for the US. I, I think I, they say Americas, so I guess both South, uh, Central, uh, and we North. We have a, we were in, a, in the US uh, when Corona hit. We were yeah. uh, like we literally just hit uh, the first uh, city of a of a big tour of two three weeks uh, together in the US, which yeah. of course we are hoping to uh, to do as soon as we can again. You know, so I guess that in that way we have something lined up. As I guess. Yeah. And another question from the audience is uh, what clubs, what club, that, uh, not in Berlin, that you particularly liked? Or the few of you. Or other clubs that you played or you did a, a Malapunta event, not in Berlin, that you particularly liked? Uh, not right? Yeah, not in Berlin. I gotta say that honestly, like all the places we have had the opportunity to do Malapunta, they have been really unique and special in a full way. It's been really yeah. amazing. We're still mm-hmm. in Copenhagen. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like also in Stockholm yeah. in Kiev. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, been really amazing. And, and as Joachim said, we uh, like last March, right when Corona hit, we were just arrived in the States and we were going to start a, a, a tour in five yeah. different cities of the States where we were going to do Malabunta basically. And we were so excited about all of those. We were going to go to New York, like. Uh, Washington, Miami, Miami LA, <laughs> Seattle, that is where that's from. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was a bit crushing because we really arrived the day after Corona hit. And you know, like in last March, when Corona hit, the situation started to get bad by the minute. Yes. It was like every minute it was a new development and a new development. And, and at, the, at the end, we still had to like run to the airport to try to like find or way back and to see it all just disappear right in front of your eyes we flew for 21 hours there <laughs> and we see it all just like 
in the few last four, <laughs> in the first four days, you will see every date getting cancelled by cancelled no. by cancelled. It was terrible. Okay. Terrible. Yeah, it was but crushing, yeah. but you know, like um, uh, we just like really looking forward to the situation getting well, better. And, and everybody can know this for sure. Whenever we can be back, we will be back, and we will be back with a lot of energy and a lot of like you know, a lot of like also learning like process that we've been going through since last year. Like a thing that I've been talking about with Naim and Joaquin is about mm -hmm. how we want to come back with Malahuta because I feel that. Uh, the first impulse would be to try to do everything exactly the same, but I feel that we cannot. We need to acknowledge the fact that yeah. we're going through this huge situation and that things cannot be exactly the same. That something needs to be different, and it doesn't need to doesn't mean that it has to be something drastic or or bad. But we we need to now live like acknowledging this situation and then trying to like translate that into something that like. We, as I say, I'm not. You know, I mean, people also after this uh, traumatic experience, it's been even a little bit of healing uh, time. Like it doesn't yeah. come from zero to a hundred. Like yeah, that's that right. when everybody is comfortable. Like that way, you have to also be aware of when whenever the world can open again, you need to be aware of that. So like fragile and yeah. going through a lot. And also considering that everybody, every like you know, everybody and all the different cities and countries have yeah. an experience. <laughs> Some people. Has been way more affected uh, mentally, spiritually, physically, or by this uh, pandemic. And, and you, I think something very important is to be very aware and conscious of this, and to try to think about the, the decisions you're making and what you're doing, and how can this like reflect and affect the people around you. You know, and that's why we don't want to talk too much about all the plans that we have because yes, we have a lot of plans and we have a lot of ideas, but we don't want to say anything until we know we're in a safe situation where we can actually like start to like materialize. Do it. We want to wait until the time it's right for us to, you know, like what, what, what is important to say is that we're ready and the energies are there, the love is there, and we're like looking forward. You know? But back to the word is not to go out there because it's also just like you know, again, because you know, one thing that Corona has done is you know prevent people from traveling, and you know, yes, Jojo for EJ, then you know. Definitely visit, fast forward, and come in. Dress, Doing the party with Philippa Bachelor in Stockholm, and like, we were going to do Unter, and like, yeah, like, we've been basically really excited about all the people that we have had the chance to work with. And so we're really looking forward for the time to be right like, for us. I think I need to say that for a club, as within a club, that's out yeah. I love and I mean, we all love is Bastiani for sure. Just with Bastian. that, love and that vibe is something. In Georgia. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is an amazing club. I've never been yet, but again, like it's on my top list for sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it is as, as good as everyone says that it is, at least. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It was one of the last gigs I got to play before. Pretty cool, yeah. Uh, 
I, I'm, I'm, the more we talk about clubs and uh, going back to dancing, the more I feel like. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I want. I want. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say because, of course, we want to be respectful and everything. But like, um, I, I can't wait to go back to play back in a, in a club or be back just, you know, on a dance floor, sweat without the people. Yeah. Yes. Sweat in the dark. Really. Exactly. Love so much, and we need so much to sweat. Well, the sweat in your face. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right, guys. The the last uh, three questions. Huh? Yeah. Uh, very rapid questions. So. Who is a guest that you think we should really speak with and why? I think someone that is very interesting that you should like, maybe like give the time on the app for, uh, it's, a, it's a, um, a New York producer called Tiger Bob. Uh, they are really amazing non-binary artists that, that have been actually recently released on a very nice uh, record. Uh, yeah. Very old school house, crutchy, dry, you know, uh, they're an amazing producer. They're also busy like to present something that is important, not just in musically, because their like, their album gets honestly like an amazing sound, but obviously they represent something that is important visually and you know like spiritually in the sense of you know values and beliefs and representation. Mm. I guess. Yeah. And when representation is not just about tokenism, but it's also about actual incredible talent that needs mm -hmm. to be there and that obviously we have so much to say about you know being a non-binary black artist you know in new york and then you were mentioning the other like, yeah there's another uh really sure artist that uh, she did something really amazing because uh first contact i had to her work was uh, a play, like a mix that like a mix that she did, and it has it's only her own tracks, only her own productions. So it's basically around 30, 35 okay. tracks, all made by her. And it's not really techno; it's a bit more wide and it's a bit more like gravity and lo-fi, and but it's still very amazing, really cool, really nice with a lot of like also house influence. And for sure, like the, there is a lot of credit to give when you. Like you present a mix and you did with only your own productions and it's like yes. funny tracks that you did uh, and they're all what's her name from each other ants ah uh, uh, okay hands like uh ANC ANC yeah ANC ANC I it's a C a Z yeah yeah like Zelda yeah ANC I think if I can drop one I think I would like to see Akua Akua we're playing in Bali and she is an amazing DJ and producer as well. Yeah. And I would love to hear her speak and interview. Yeah. Also, also, cool. like from Copenhagen, they're like have one of the most amazing, exciting uh, life uh, out there at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, Pitch Life. For Pitch sure. Life. Really, really, really nice. Yeah, Actually, she's, uh, they're also from uh, Copenhagen. From, yeah, from Fast Forward. Fast Forward, okay. Like, uh, we had this year like a little residency with both Nessa Malhuta and Horror Radio. We're gonna have a series of takeovers, and in the next uh, Horror Radio uh, takeover with Mess, we're gonna have Beach Live uh, playing. So that's also like would be a nice opportunity for everybody to check out. And we're also gonna have Kiki come in uh, to play, which is also for sure gonna be fun and also something to not to be missed. Look forward to. Yeah, yeah. That, that's very cool, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna check all the artists that you mentioned, uh, and 
I think if you have the, the I'm gonna we're gonna include the links in the show notes for people who are listening, so you will find mm-hmm. also the artist. I'm very curious now. And uh, our last question: What question would you like us to ask our next guest, and without knowing who they're gonna be? Mm. <laughs> mm. That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, so now it's like I think it would be something like how do you think each artist can like provide a little bit of help in order for the whole scene to be built, to be revealed? Like to think about mm. it, it is a work of all of us, not just like some big clubs of us, but like how could each artist do something uh, that could help the scene to rebuild so, itself and to flourish again? So if it's a short question that needs to be asked, would be what can we all do better? Maybe? Yeah. But if it needs to be like, you know, a line that is yeah. Also, like what can we yeah. like all do better and especially like the for the whole and with the circumstances that we're living, the pandemic and yeah. like what can we all do better in order for our scene to flourish again? Yeah, for the community to be to be rebuilt and restart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. Very nice. Guys, this has been a pleasure. I am also getting half drunk. Cheers again. It's been a pleasure. It, it's a shame we cannot be in the same room together for uh, you know restrictions. But I, I really hope that we can dance together again. I can actually come to Malajunta very soon. Yes. Uh, it's uh, it's the yeah. yeah, exactly. It will happen. It will happen. I'm confident. Thank you so much for being with us and thank you guys for listening. Thank you, thank you for having us. Thank you for everybody. Yeah. 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 And hopefully let's sweat soon together. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's a big wish, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao. Hello, this is Joseph again. If you made it this far into the podcast, we would love to hear your feedback and you can leave any comments anonymously or with your name and also suggest whom we should interview next via the link bit.ly slash hos underscore feedback. Basically, bit.ly hos underscore feedback. If you're a creator or work in music, you can also check our website www.homeofsound.co.uk for on-demand masterclasses with creators such as Ansom, Scalameria, Francois X, Swarm Intelligence, Freddy K, Face Fatal, Vijay Martinovna, Malika Maria, Lag, BSK, Romek, Manidi, Arjun Bagale, and many, many more. And again, thank you for listening, engaging, and being with us home. Until next time.